What's going on? My name is Michelle Carter, aka Shot Diva, and welcome to Hey Cuz, the podcast, where my cousin London, aka Romy, the homie, and I, we talk about life and the lessons we've learned along the way. There is nothing like talking to your cousin. Enjoy the show. Hey guys. hey guys, listen, <laughs> thank you <laughs> for starting it for me What's today. Up? I'm good, how are you doing? Just chilling, hanging out, hanging out. It's raining. What? In California? Yeah, it's raining. Yep. It never they rains lie. in hey. Southern California. California. They lie, it rains. <laughs> it rains. Not a lot, but it rains. <laughs> so what did you do today? Nothing. You know what? Just hung out with the boys that had Zoom school. So you know I was with your with your with your with your namesake uh, yes, running Lil around Carter. here. Yeah, little Carter. Um so he did his little Zoom school and then other than that, just been hanging out, doing yeah. absolutely nothing. Nathan, yeah. Yep. I wish off. my day was quite like that. Not quite. Um I go to rehab on Fridays at seven o'clock in the morning. Ooh, that's early. It's early. I go early, number one, because you know your homeboy COVID is around here. And <laughs> when did COVID become my homeboy? I'm just homeboy? saying, you know, it started out bad in California first before it came over here. Yeah, so I'm gonna call true. it your friend. Yeah, so um, now since COVID is here, I'm like, I want to go to rehab when there's the least amount of people. And how many people are waking up at seven o'clock in the morning to go to rehab because they want to? Nobody. Just me. <laughs> you the only one. <laughs> but I'm like, you know what? Let me go ahead and get this day started right and get that over with. I'm there about a good two, three hours a day and your girl be tired. So normally I was telling my cousin earlier, like, bro, I ain't gonna look like I did on the last podcast. <laughs> <laughs> like I'm tired today, right? So um, I'm gonna show up how I show up and it just is what it is. I figure like y'all in the podcast and on the video world, you gonna get the taste of real life. Like it just is what it is at this moment. Like, For like real. it or love it, it's all yep. right. It's, it's all right. real life. <laughs> real life. <laughs> I was like, for me, the whole thought of a podcast, like I ain't never gotta show my face, but you know, that's a lie, but. Who cares? It is. I'm yeah. beautiful anyway. Jesus Yes, loves you me. are. All right. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. So, um, so I was just thinking today that we're going to talk about you on this podcast. Me? We're going to talk about you. Uh... Because number one, on the last podcast, I learned a lot about you that I'm like, you did what? <laughs> you have a, a non-profit? You do who? Like, what? And then, and this this just kind of just worked out. Like I, a video was sent to me this week with you in it. <laughs> but I'm like, oh, then that means I have to talk about you today, right? But um, I just want you to give, we're just gonna talk about you. I'm gonna ask you some questions. I'm gonna interview you today. All right, all right. And, and see how you do, see if you <laughs> you <me>, right? <laughs> Let's go. Let's but go. I was like, I gotta learn more about you. <laughs> uh, so, cousin yes. tell me about high school because oh um, god you know you gotta talk about the haircut you used to have back in the day the haircut the was, high top the haircut boxer. was was rocking <laughs> rocking had the fresh like 
flat top. It was awesome. And then back in the day when like, uh, uh, who was that? It was Kwame and uh, what else? Who was the other cat that had like the little the, the little blonde the Gumby? Up there. I didn't oh, have a Gumby. Oh. I didn't go. Didn't I didn't have... go. I didn't go. Bobby Brown Gumby. Oh, I just okay, went like okay. high top, like almost high top fade. Okay. Uh, but yeah, yo, that was that was me. That was me back in the back in the nineties. Uh huh. Um, but nah, it was cool. High school was cool. I went to I went to uh, private school for the majority of my school life uh, until the tenth grade. So mm-hmm. I played I played ball. And then um, once eleventh uh, grade came around, I decided I wanted to go to a to a public school, to a bigger mm-hmm. school, because I was playing football and I was liking football. But where we played and uh, at the private school I went to, it was only eight man football. So, oh, that's not real football. Nah, that ain't real that? football. What is, yeah. that, that's California football. It's not yeah, Texas football. Not Texas football. <laughs> so I was playing eight man football. And after that, I was like, I gotta go. And um, I ended up going actually to my home school. That the school I ended up choosing was my home school, Banning High, out in Wilmington. And then, you know, uh, my brothers, yeah, Tracy, Terry, and Jerome mm-hmm. went to went to Banning High for how many? I think Jerome left and went to Losinger out in uh, um, was it not Inglewood? Yeah, sort of Inglewood area. But mm-hmm. uh, yeah, so went there. Um, and that was like a legit like shell shot for me because you know I grew up in the area I grew up in the neighborhood with all these cats that was playing like at the school and this was mm-hmm. like like one of the number one schools in California what area uh, in LA where you, did you grow up uh, grew up in Carson so it's like right between um, Compton Long Beach um, area so it's yeah. like just uh, like not even, I mean, it's like five minutes away from Compton, five minutes away from Long Beach. Um, yeah. But the school was in, the school was in Wilmington, which is another city, but it's, it borders, it borders, uh, it borders Carson. It's just more, yeah. uh, what is it, like more south? No, east. Um, and then, um, so went there and then, uh, like, that was crazy just being able to, to try out for that team because mm-hmm. all these cats that went to Banning was like, like they were like in the neighborhood, they were like, you know, just the men in the neighborhood. Like you was like, dude, Banning high, these cats. <laughs> and then to be, uh, to be able to make that squad, like my yeah. first year, um, it was nuts. I played, uh, I played receiver, like receiver tight end um, there. And then my senior year, uh, I was supposed to be, I was supposed to play receiver. And then yeah. I went to all these camps and got like uh, blue chip preseason All American and all that kind of stuff. I was playing receiver, and then next thing you know, I get to the season to my senior season, and they put me at quarterback. What? I didn't know. Well, I, I didn't know that. I did not know yeah. that. I wasn't into football like that back in the yeah. day. Yeah, they put me at quarterback. So, and it was so funny too because um, I ended up I ended up being a quarterback based off of my homies in the neighborhood that played on the squad. Yeah. And it, we, we, were playing, we play street football and in street yeah. football, I'm the quarterback. They make me the quarterback um, because a lot of those cats were like running backs and receivers and stuff like that. So they was like, bro, yeah. quarterback, you're going to throw the rock. And so uh, <laughs> our coach was like, all right, well, we really don't have, like we have, we had a freshman that was a quarterback and it was like, after that was a sophomore. And it was like, well, 
you need a quarterback. Who 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 could be quarterback? And one of my homies jump up and he was like, uh, London. And I was like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and next thing you know, <sighs> you know, there I am at quarterback for the entire season. Hey, that's crazy. It, it was crazy. It was crazy. So yeah, I ended up uh ended up playing and you know, after that, uh graduated and from Banning and then went to, to Utah State. So I'm repping. Utah State. Yeah. Listen. Utah okay, State. so now my question is, did you get your ears pierced before or after you graduated from high school? Oh, you know my daddy. I, <laughs> you know I was my surprised daddy. you got your ears pierced. When you, I saw it, I was like, ooh, Romy gonna get in trouble. <laughs> I said, I know Uncle yes. Backride not happy. You already know. You already know. And then I didn't just get I didn't I didn't get I didn't get one or you two. Got, I actually got four. Yeah, yeah, I got four. I had two because that was a style back then. Listen, so, like, y'all, you, you my cousin hoop. thought he was so <laughs> cute. He just knew he was fly. He had on a chain and everything. Like, he just thought he was doing the thing. Hey, I mean, I was, he was cute. He was all right, but still, you could tell that he thought that he was cute, y'all. <laughs> I was in it. I was in it to win it. I was like, man, I'm in school. Man, I'm about to get my ears pierced. But I, I wonder, I wonder, I'm serious. I went up there and I got my first tattoo. And, oh, that was probably my next question. Like, you have a tattoo. Like, if you got yep. your ears pressed, I know you got a tattoo. Yep, yep, yep. <laughs> All of Utah. But see, the crazy thing about it, like, I was still scared. <laughs> I was still Listen. scared. I was like, my pops is going to get me, so I better do this. I better do this right. So when I got a tattoo, I was 21. So I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm a grown man Like, I'm now. grown, grown. Yeah, I'm grown, I can grown. drink grown. and get a tattoo. <laughs> yep. Listen, man, let me tell you about your AT saying. <laughs> I was at college, right? And all my friends are getting tattoos. This dude came to my homegirl house. We like, we getting tattoos. I'm like, I'm good. I ain't getting no tattoo. And then it was like, why you get no tattoo? My mama and daddy will kill me, especially my mama. And they was like, Michelle, we grown. We grown. You ain't got to worry about your family. I'm like, you right. You right. I'm grown. I can get a tattoo. Your girl got a tattoo, bro. What? I got a tattoo. I, put, I got a butterfly and I put binky underneath it. So I went home after a couple of weeks to go, just to go home. I think it was Easter weekend or something like that. And when, before I could even walk through the door, my mama said, oh, something is different about you. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what? What are you talking about? She was like, something is different. Did anything happen? I was like, no. Did you do anything? I said, no. She said, hmm, I'm going to find out what you did. I said, my mama is crazy. So... I'm there all the week, on the week, you know, that whole weekend. And every time I turn around, she busts in my room, talking about what you doing? I'm like, nothing. And so here I am getting ready for for church. I'm getting dressed for church. And she busts in my room again. And I forgot, you know, I ain't thinking about covering my tattoo. I'm just getting dressed and I'm talking to her. And then she walks in and she was like, hey, oh my God, what you do to your beautiful back? What is that? I said, my man, it's a butterfly. She said, what a butterfly ever do for you? <laughs> <laughs> that's how that's how just like your mama <laughs> what a butterfly do for you you could at least put jesus on it i'm like oh my god mama Every, you know everything need to be holy and sanctified oh, but that is then i tell awesome. you she had a whole fit my mama was a mess so anyways <laughs> No, I didn't have to really talk about tattoos. I had to tell you because I know oh, your daddy didn't that? like tattoos. I think my mama had your daddy beat. 
Yes, yes, because they didn't even know. They didn't even know until I showed them. And it was crazy because I had, uh, I got the tattoo after after I pledged. So I pledged uh, Phi Beta Sigma up in Utah. Wow, I didn't know that either. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was it was crazy. Utah, going you, up to Utah State. I lost. I, I I did everything. Utah State, like there he was went to no college and lost his and life. Lost it. Got my ears pierced. Got tattoos. Joined a fraternity. I did. Man, I was. <laughs> I was. I was. I was like, oh man, like I. It was. It was crazy. But the cool thing, like legit, about like uh, joining the joining the fraternity, it really kind of put into perspective, like uh, you know why. Uh, historical, you know, black fraternities and sororities were created yeah. because you, you kind of feel, kind of feel like 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 an outcast at times, you know. And, yeah. And Utah State, like the 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 attitude of the people weren't like that, but just the environment made you feel like, all right, there ain't a lot of, you know, there ain't I'm a lot say, of us ain't up so here. many black people in Utah. Like you probably Not at stuck all. out like Not a a sore thumb. Yeah, for <laughs> real. Yeah, yeah. Like it was a. It like the the blacks that were up there were the ones that were you know typically on all the athletic teams or cats yeah. that just came in and just you know wanted to wanted to go to school there or maybe you know maybe they you know were born there because their parents were um, stationed there because there was, a, was, there a was an air base. force base yeah there yeah. was an air force base uh, like a few miles a few miles away from us but mm-hmm. you know other than that like it was a it was a it was a cool it was a cool experience. So went there and played ball, graduated. Uh, you know, it, it was cool though because since I redshirted, um, I had what was it? I had five years up there. Mm-hmm. So redshirting was cool. So on my senior year, I really didn't do anything. I, I I had I just had to stay in classes just to um, have enough credits just to play ball. So yeah. all my classes were simple. I took a gymnastics class. I was golfing in the morning. Oh, you sound like your football. uncle. <laughs> he, he was taking bowling. <laughs> I'm so done. I'm so done with both of y'all. Yes. <laughs> so I was just, I was just, I was chilling. Like, and, and it was cool. So after that, you know, I, I ended up, uh, um, I ended up got, getting to do like a lot of cool stuff, like my junior junior senior year mm-hmm. like that's when I I think that's when I like really started uh I started working with kids a lot and yeah. it was like uh, I think that was like one of the moments like just you know thinking about it now like that was when I really I think I really got serious like even in my relationship with God like was mm-hmm. was, was up in college because um you know the pressure of you know playing sports and all that kind of stuff will get to you and you think you're going to the league yeah and all this kind of stuff and you know i'm trying to represent and and then you kind of just fall you kind of fall into uh you kind of fall into the culture and you know yeah. you become this you know you, you take on the identity of just being an athlete and you kind of lose yourself and i felt like there was a point in time where i kind of just lost who I was because I was trying to yeah. I was trying to chase this this carrot. Um but um you know I think that's where that's where kind of like God like turned it around. Yeah. yeah. 
So, you know, it's funny that you say that, that you kind of got your relationship stronger in college. Because when I went to Texas, people asked me, like, was it hard for you to stay a Christian at a liberal school? And I'm like, what? Like, what, that, what does that have to do with anything? Like, I never th- thought about, like, because of the school I was going to go at and um, going to um, that the atmosphere will, like, pull me away or heavily influenced. And plus, we know that the environment we're in will but when you was in Utah, like it's a different atmosphere there because it's a, it's it's like a is it Mormon? Am I saying it right? A Mormon, yeah. Yeah, a Mormon. Mormon state. So yeah. that's that's a little different religion than Christianity as we believe it. Um, and so, so how was that? Because was your was the school you went to was a Mormon school or was it just like how was that with that culture? You know, it, it, it's crazy because um, I, I really think like. You know, and, and it is different. There are like a, a lot of different, there's different tenets in the, in the Mormon religion versus Christianity versus Judaism, you know, all different yeah. types of, you know, Catholicism, like all different, you know, things that are under the umbrella of, of Christianity. But um, I think, you know, up there, like, I'll be honest, like people really they really tried to get along with with one another. And I think that was one of the things that, you know, I truly learned um, like from a lot of my friends that were uh, missionaries um, uh, in in the Mormon religion. They like, they really had, like they really had a heart for people. And it was something that I was like, dang, man. I mean, like the way they go all out and they really try to serve, like, I wish I saw this and, you know, and, you know, church I grew up in and stuff like that. Like, you know, you wish you see things like that. Like, so it was, it was cool to be able to learn, um, to learn a lot, uh, from, from my friends and my good friends to this day, um, that are, that, you know, a part of, uh, uh, part of the the, the latter day saints church and so um learning from each other and that was one of the cool things too because we used to sit down we used to talk about like different aspects of our faith and you yeah. know where they where they met and then you know where they kind of you know uh went off and were different but yeah. like the ultimate thing you know i think like really that kind of uh, you know solidified all of our friendships and things like that and kind of you know just having that peace while I was up there. It's like, everybody was just trying to, everybody was just trying to love God, love people. They weren't really, um, you know, and I can say this about Utah state. Um, everybody was just trying to, they was just trying to get along. Like they didn't, like, it wasn't about, um, you know, you this or I'm that, or mm-hmm. like, it wasn't even, a, it wasn't even about it. You didn't see any kind of beefing about it. Like, like yeah. I said, we would talk about, cause you know, there were, there were, there were, there were Mormon, you know, uh, churches there. And then there was also, you know, you have, I think we had a Baptist church up there. And then, you know, uh, the church I went to, um, was Cass Valley Christian center. So I went mm-hmm. there and, um, me and a lot of my teammates and, and a lot of the other athletes, that's where we, that's where we went. Um, but the, uh, um, majority of of my teammates were you know were mormon so i mean it was it was cool being able to to, you know kind of just have that bond and then to learn because i think the biggest thing is we we kind of stay ignorant to a lot of the things that are out there and then we start judging people based on them of what we heard but not what we've actually experienced and you know i went up there based off of you know i I don't you know to be honest with you i really didn't know uh 
I, I really didn't know too much about uh, you know the Mormon religion mm-hmm. except what I heard and then that was kind of like it was hit or miss but then going up there and and my teammates you know some of my coaches and you know my good friends um, yeah it was it was it was totally different and and they um, they are still you know like I said because I'm still friends with them they're still amazing people uh, in my life yeah. that I call on whenever whenever I need or they call me and um, you know like I said the, the two basic principles love God love people is what they what they did and they did yeah. it well so yeah, yeah, I was yeah. Cool. Cause you know I think a lot of times too um, when you're in this Christian world and I can I can't speak for everybody's church right you know everybody's church and everybody's denomination is a little different um, but it's almost like a lot of Christians are scared to be friends with people who have a different religion than theirs yep and um they act like it's like oh it's against the rules but when you read the bible and talk about who jesus hung out with the most he hung out with the gentiles he hung out with the samaritans he hung out with the outcasts like people who were at that time in the bible outcast means non-jew really um at that time but uh and that's the people that he reached so like having that heart to just not be with your own kind that's how you really serve the people right that's true. And that's how you, because how can you serve people who are just like you? Yeah. Yeah. It's like preaching <laughs> to the choir. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. But no, that's cool. I always wondered that because um, I didn't, I didn't really know too, too much because I did grow up heavy in the church and I did have my own little bubble where I thought that everybody had uh, grew up um, with both parents. And the first time we had to go to the washeteria because our washing machine broke, I was like, what is this place? So <laughs> I realized I grew up a little sheltered and a, and a little privileged compared to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and so I didn't even know grown folks lived in apartments, like families lived in apartments. I thought only single people in college people lived in apartments. Like that yep. was some things that I saw because that was what I saw in my circle. So when you really get to kind of go out on your own and you get to see the world through your eyes and um, and some of the filters that you grew up with, but it also gives you a chance to create your own filters yeah. through the experience yeah. that you have. So I do think college is a special time um, for young adults to learn the most about themselves. Yeah, no, no, I, I agree. And I think like, like just for me, I think that was a big, a big, uh, you know, that's one of the big factors um, because you get you get outside influences that you see are they care about you and they're kind of pouring into you like like my coaches things like that like my friends like my friends parents um you know one of my one of my best friends that's uh uh one of the coaches he's a special teams coach for university of virginia um i went home with him uh for like 11 days he lives in in the no and i was like i was having a blast but you know it's like his family my family it was like it was cool, but being able to learn, you know, more and more about, you know, my friends, my teammates and things like that and, and help me to kind of start thinking on my own and and not just uh, uh, <laughs> not just, you know, take everything, um, you know, at face value. It's funny because uh, since I'm working at UCLA, uh, you know, I'm, I'm friends with a lot of with pretty much all the coaches. Uh, up there and I was I was talking to uh, Deshaun Foster mm-hmm. who played running back for UCLA and then now he's you know he's played for the Panthers mm-hmm. and now he's a coach and I was reminding him of one day when I was in the coach's office with him uh, talking and I met his mom and dad and 
the funniest thing. And it made me think about, it made me think about us. And it was like, he said, he said, mama, he said, I'm starting to understand that a lot of the stuff you told me was your opinion. It wasn't fact. <laughs> right. And right? I told Deshaun about that. I was like, dude, I'm still laughing about that. Cause his mom was like, yep. And I was like, oh. Uh, <laughs> and so I'm like, Liz. that that's us. That's us. Like yeah, we had their opinions. Their opinions. It and did. we have to go out there and see what the real truth was. So yeah. Nah. And life is, <laughs> but I, I would say, I, I, I'm probably, I, I think this is fairly true, majorly true is that especially in the black community, you just passed down what you heard and what, what you was told. That you ain't right never there. experienced, yeah. was never around it. But my mama said, when it rains outside, you have to call all the lights off. Otherwise your house could get struck <laughs> by lightning. But then you look out outside, everybody else got their lights on. Yep, ain't nobody's house got struck by lightning. Yep, yep, my grandma be yep. like, uh-uh, turn the TV off. What, what, who told you that grandma? Yep, or yep. mama, they like, what? But, when you get older, you be like, man, they don't lie to me. <laughs> <laughs> For real. Like, man, to do it. Like, you should yep. just told me no versus lying. lying and I'm thinking going to school to my, no, you can't do that because this is what happens. They were like, Michelle, who told you that? My mama. It was like, your mama lied to you. And I'm like, oh, Lord. <laughs> I was like, how many times my parents was like, Michelle, you're so naive. Like, you really don't know. I'm like, no, I really don't know. Because I, I did live in a bubble. So I was kind of mad, like, Y'all should have just told me straight up. I'm going yep. to college thinking what y'all said was true. And they laughing at me like, dang, you that green? Yep, yep, yep. That's the truth. I, I, <laughs> I brought that up. I brought that up to my mom too. I was like, you just giving me your opinion. She was like, that's right. You better listen to me. I'm like, no. Oh Lord. That's a Marie's <laughs> opinion, Lord Jesus. <laughs> yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So crazy. After college, um, because I know. You were a youth pastor for a little while as well. Mm -hmm. So do you think that, I, I feel like you've always had a heart for people, but do you think like that experience in college kind of drove you in that direction even more? Yeah, yeah, big time. Cause uh, what was happening was when uh, one of my coaches, was it Coach Smith, John L. Smith, um, they had this thing like uh, we would we would go around the city and we would read like we would hang out with elementary school, high school kids and stuff like that um, and read or like if there were any programs like, you know, come hang out for P.E. or just, you know, like when the when the team is in the area, they would try to do stuff for the school because, yeah. you know, we were in a college town. It was like we were the we were the we were the superstars. So um, it what ended up happening is he kind of like turned it over to me. And people were calling and asking me to if I could come up to the school and speak, or if I could, mm -hmm. you know, just have you know recess with a with a particular kid that might have been you know struggling that day. So yeah. I would I would go and just hang out, and then I think that's where you know it was it was you know God just kind of moving on my heart to to work with kids. And from then, you know, once I graduated and I you know finished playing football, um, you know, outside of college. Uh, I, I kind of just automatically gravitated towards towards working with kids. My one of my cousins um, out here on my mom's side, uh, my cousin Derek, he was the athletic director, still is athletic director at this private school in Brentwood. So mm -hmm. um, he called me up one day. He was like, "Hey man, I need a coach uh, and a sub. You want to you want to do it?" And I was like, "Yeah." yeah. So I ended up working with um, what Kinder through eighth grade yeah and you know and it was it was the coolest thing and then by that time me coming back home 
the pastor of the church that I grew up in um, needed a youth pastor. And so I ended up jumping jumping on that. Um, but even before that, in, in 01, that's when I met, actually 2000, that's when I met Summer. Okay. So, yeah. And you were so, still in college, right? No, I had just, I had just, oh, just got, got out of college and I had come back home because um, I was playing, I was playing here like in 99, I was, I was playing ball still, uh, yeah. but for this, this pro spring league team that was in LA. Mm-hmm. And then um, that's when I met, you know, I met Summer in 2000. Um, and then we got married in 01. And, they got you know, it was quick, these y'all. Quick. That's, that's you why know, they got you know. five kids today. That's why we got five kids. <laughs> five boys. But, so yeah, he really loved yeah. kids. He had yeah. five of them. Yeah, for real. <laughs> <laughs> Have five of them. But it, it was but, cool, you know, jumping into yeah. youth ministry. And so it's been, you know, it was, it was cool. We was in youth ministry for about 10 years yeah. at the church I grew up in. And then uh yeah just doing that and then next thing you know i was like hmm i want to do something else so i ended up yes ended up. <laughs> that's, that's that's what we really was going to talk about but yes. i need to get some more background because you yeah. know i'm like i don't know my cousin like i thought i did i said i guess i don't ask these questions because you know when you when we talk we talk about so many other things other i just stuff. never yep. really just dive down in all your little business but you know that's what the podcast is for right yeah, now nah. <laughs> but so where did the decision come from for you wanting to become a police officer like here you are a youth pastor and you're like hmm i think i want to be the popo too <laughs> you know what and that's funny because that's exactly kind of how it how it happened um I knew I always wanted to get into law enforcement. Like I've always been like person that like action movies and stuff like yeah. that. And, um, I knew I wanted to be in law enforcement. Just didn't know where um, I wanted to serve. Like whether it be federal, like FBI, CIA, or mm-hmm. uh, or a municipality. Like I ended up being a part of. But I think that really uh, started from one day when I was in fifth grade. Yeah. Um, and we were walking home, we were walking home from school because I forgot to mention that one year I left the private school that I went to in fifth mm-hmm. grade and went to the school, the elementary school that was right up the street uh, from my house. So all my friends went there. So we were walking, uh, we were walking home. And I remember this, this, I remember like it was yesterday, this white Nissan pickup. Mm-hmm. Um, rolls up on us and we are like right at the street where you know my parents house are uh where it is and we we're walking and next you know this pickup rolls between us the passenger door flies open this dude pulls a shotgun out and shoots in the air and we scatter yeah i go home and i mean we booking all of us we take off running home and i get in the house and you know back then like like your parents, your parents at work, they just, you know, you got the keys, just mm-hmm. go in the house, don't yeah. answer the door. So <laughs> yep. I'm uh I'm at the at the house, I get in the house, I'm on the floor, like just lying down, like freaking out, like dude, this is crazy. Yeah. And I hear we hear the sirens and stuff like that. And you know, my neighbors next door, since we all went to school together, police roll up and they was like, I can hear them outside talking. They was like, Well, who saw it? Do you know anybody saw it? And I was like, Yeah, like they everybody was like, Yeah. Uh, Ramar saw it, so yeah. um, they point to me in the, the 
our our neighborhood is patrolled by the the, the sheriffs, the LA mm-hmm. County sheriffs. So um, they go up to the window, and I remember it, and I just saw like a, this giant figure in front of my window, and he was like, "What's up, little dude?" He's like, "You all right?" And I was like, "Yeah." They try, you know, they <laughs> shot at us. Blah, yeah. blah, blah. He was like, "All right, don't worry." Don't worry, we're gonna get him. We're gonna get him, little man. Don't worry about yeah. it. And like, I think that was it. And I was like, man, these dudes are superheroes. Like, yeah, I'm gonna do that. And so, <laughs> you know, the rest is history. And I ended up getting a chance to to work uh, to work in law enforcement because um, while working at UCLA um, in in summer. Uh, was working at UCLA too. We knew all the police officers, and they were asking, "Hey, you think your husband want you know want to join our department and stuff like that?" And, yeah. You know, Summer thought I just wanted to be a uh, I wanted to be an actor to play oh, for a the security, officer. right? Because because yeah, yeah, the movies, yeah, that you top said. flight, yeah, <laughs> top yeah. flight. <laughs> and then so, oh, she uh, realized, mall cop, yeah, mall cop, <laughs> Paul Blart on the Segway, yeah, right, yeah, that would have been that's she over here laughing too. <laughs> but, but um i ended up doing it and uh and and next thing you know you know i'm in it um go to the academy and all that kind of stuff and you know it yeah. was I, I tell you this it was it was it was different because when i started in law enforcement um i was 30 uh, yeah and usually people start at 21 i was 30 so uh it was pretty wild like a lot of that stuff a lot of that, you know, academy type stuff, the screaming and yelling and junk like that. You like, like bro, I ain't yeah, got like, time for this. I'm, I'm too grown, grown for man. this. Yeah, I'm a grown man. You might get knocked out. Like my coaches right? never talk to me like this, <laughs> you know. And, and it was, uh, you know, it was funny because that's how I used to. I like because I, I went through. I went through two academies because I got hurt in one. And the yeah. first one I went through. Uh, these cats were chipping at me, chipping at me, chipping at me. And I was like, I was laughing. I was laughing. And then that just get me in trouble. Because <laughs> like, I'm laughing. I'm like, bro, you don't know, man. Like, you don't understand who my football coaches were. Like, this is yeah. nothing. <laughs> this I'm like, you nothing. think you're getting something? You're like, bro, yeah. please. You ain't done the thing. Like, try again. Try again. But yeah, it was crazy. And, you know, I, I've, uh, I wanted to get into it, you know, just because I really... I really thought it was a place that I could help people. Um, yeah. Like really, really help people um, and protect people because, you know, especially our people, because I've seen, yeah. you know, yeah. our folks was getting kind of, you know, done dirty. So, yeah. Um, I just wanted, I wanted to be, I really wanted to be uh, a part of the change, not a part of the problem. Yeah. And, you know, the more in it, the more in it that I'm, that, that you go the, the deeper in it that you go and I've been I've been in law enforcement for about 15 years now mm-hmm. um, but I think you know it's just like it's just like uh, in sports there comes a time where it can start to define you and then you, yeah. you start to take on that image and you start to believe all the stuff that everybody else is saying you start to view people a certain way you know people don't understand but that junk is like kind of embedded uh, in you um, while you know, while while people you know are training you or teaching you how yeah. to do this job, you start you start thinking the same way that they think, and you know it was a uh, it's it it you know it's it's been it's been pretty wild, and I think you know like after especially after um, George Floyd and all that kind of stuff, that you know the thing has changed. But my heart has always been 
my heart has always been for people no matter what and I've always tried yeah. to do the job uh, with the mindset that I've always you know of when I was you know when I was a youth and young adult pastor is the same mm-hmm. way just keeping that love for God and that love for mankind you know at the at the forefront so yeah you know when all that stuff when all that stuff happened it wasn't it wasn't me like you know getting I think I was really more pissed because I was just like you know this this sucks you know this I just saw a man get killed you know on on television like like by a person that is supposed to protect and you know speaking out about that you know in um in the profession that I'm in like folks kind of be like yo what you know what are you talking about like you know it's so many different like views like oh yeah they're coming to him he was this he was that you know you see how yeah they tried to yeah. slander his name and all that kind of junk but folks were forgetting a big purpose it's like we got we have to be better um we have to be better and we have a we have a duty to protect and, and the duty to to serve and not yeah. not harm so i think that was you know one of the things that kind of kind of just bothered me and then i realized you know um I realized like more and more that I had bought into a system and that I was becoming um, and that I, I had been part of the problem. Yeah. Um, and so I just didn't, you know, I didn't want to be, I didn't want to be part of the problem. So do you think it's because you're just in the culture and that's how you're taught? Like you're almost indoctrinated into this culture and Okay, since you're shaking your head, yes. So with that, so what made you kind of snap out of it? Like, what made you realize, like, dang, I'm kind of going down the wrong path. This is not how I saw myself serving in this position. Like, but how did you change that? And like, what made the difference? You know, I think just being rooted in in the truth, being rooted in, in my faith, um, I think that really made the difference because it was always about, it was always about people. Um, yeah. But like I tell my, you know, my trainees now, the people that I get, you know, to train, um, you can't lose yourself uh, in this just because you want people to accept you. You want to be a part of this clique. You want to be you want to be looked at and viewed as as part of the team. Like you can't you can't like let that be um, at the forefront of your of your mind. You just you just can't. You have to you have to really do this job with you know, with honor and dignity and respect yeah. for mankind and all that kind of stuff. Like you really, um, you really can't, you can't lay your morals and your ethics uh, down just because you want to belong. Yeah. And, you know, that and, part. I, and, and, that, and that's it. And I think, you know, we, they, folks put on that uniform and they put on that badge and that gun and they just like, ah, I'm super cop. Yeah. And it's like, they take on that persona and they go out there and everybody that they come in contact with is a suspect. But yeah. that's that's kind of, you know, that's kind of how we kind of train, we kind of train people to be. We train them for well, the worst case scenario. Is everybody a suspect or is there a certain group of people who are looked at more of a suspect than other? I think I think I think is a certain group of people <laughs> that's looked at more as suspects and and and, I, and I'll, I'll be the first one to say it I, i've told people i've told people that i work with y'all yeah. look at black people like we jacked up like, yeah y'all look at black yeah. and brown people all tore up yeah and 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 it's just the truth but it's what we've been it's almost what we've been conditioned to believe 
Yeah. You know, we, you know, we over police their neighborhoods. There's more p- police in black and brown neighborhoods than in white neighborhoods. Yeah. And and then we take on that mindset like, well, they they must have a lot of problems. Yeah. No. Yeah. No. 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 That's not that's not the truth. Mm-hmm. And 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 then it becomes almost a badge of honor uh, to work certain areas because of the demographic of people that are there. And you go there, not necessarily with the intention of, of helping the community, of being part of the community and loving mm-hmm. on the community, serving the community, but you're like, I came up, I came here to clean up this community. Uh, yeah. Hey, how you gonna clean that up, Sparky? Tell me that. Like, it ain't, <laughs> you know, just going in there and thinking that you're just gonna take everybody to jail. Yeah. You know, but yeah, it, it's, I think like even just being in there, it's just a, like from what I've seen, it's a lack of education uh, yeah. based upon like the history of policing and things like that. Like people don't know the history. People don't know that it was slave patrol. People, people just Jim believe. Crow. Like yeah. it's, it's a still part of the racist system and people, people, the information is out there. People, I, I truly believe people choose not to believe it because yeah. people don't That's like it. to be wrong or looked at like, oh, nope. well, this is really bad. Like the truth is the truth. Yeah. And I and, and and to me, I really truly believe that America will not heal until we accept all of what America is. And when we talk that, about that, yes. when you talk about that, um, America are thieves. Americans are greedy. Um, they are racist. Like we have these backgrounds and we have the history books to prove it. Now, yep. what I really want to see. And you know, I ain't gonna say I won't see it in my lifetime because we saw a black president, and I would have never thought I would have seen that. And now we never. have a black female vice president. Yep. Like it's crazy. So I really want them to write a history book with black history, Hispanic history, Native American history, Chinese history, um, and, and all the other people that came over here and had some kind of woes with America. Yeah. Let's put that side by side so you can really get a clear picture of what America really is because yeah. it's not, oh, this happened, then this happened, there's a drop of this in there, a drop <laughs> of that in there. Like, you know, you got four people for black history, the same four all the time. The same like, four. Yep. You know, but it's like it's all these things happen at the same time while we're praising these people, uh, our forefathers and these other people. They also have a dark history behind them that people don't want to talk about. And, and that's the truth. <laughs> that is the that is the serious truth. When I was in college, um, one of my favorite, you know, dear professors that I, I still talk to to this day, yeah. uh, Ross Peterson, um, he taught. Uh, he taught history, but he taught African-American history. Yeah. Um, uh, white guy. And I mean, he's like a, he's like a father to me. The dude is amazing. I mean, yeah. amazing. And I asked him, uh, I remember, cause I was in his African-American history class. And when he taught it, like, I was like, dude, like, were you there? Like, were you I don't know the, if I would have, if I would have found out the teacher was white, I would have turned around and be like, oh, this, this is, it's about to be a lie. I'm, no. I'm going to have to go. Oh, Can you switch it my was, class, please? Yeah, it was, <laughs> it was phenomenal because he taught as though he was there. And to come to find out, no, he was on, he was on the front lines. He was fighting for, yeah. like, you know, social justice. And um, I had asked him, I said, Ross, I said, I'm in your African-American history class. I said, can I, can I just kind of come in uh, and, and, and hear your U.S. history class as well? Yeah. And he was like, yeah, come on, Lonnie, come on in. It's, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's after, after African-American history. Just stay where you're seated and 
is yeah. what it is. And so it's it's just like you said, like like you think we live in this parallel world that's like that's like like you got to go through this time warp to get to uh to black history, but everything was going on at the same time and it's sad yeah. because it's not mentioned in US history. No. And yet in my African American history, I was like, yo, this is spooky because we didn't say any of this in US history. Yep. But this bad junk was going on to black people time. at the same time. And so it's like you only going you only going to find that out when you want to dig and when you want the truth and when you was like, "Hey, give me this history because I want to take this history." Yeah. You know, and 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 our kids, our kids in, you know, elementary, junior high, you know, high school, college even for that fact they ain't getting it unless no. they ask for it and then a lot of it ain't that or your parents have to teach you yep because yep. listen i was five six seven years old and that is like we're watching roots yes <laughs> we're watching the yes. color purple we're gonna watching talk the about color this. purple roots color purple amistad um you yes watching all, watching all of that all of it black uh the um black face movies like my daddy was yep. really big on like you need to know your history so when people say things to you you know what they're talking about because a lot of times people think they slick they say little comments yep. and there's history behind a lot of major phrases that people would say yep. and you have to read in between the lines when people say certain things yep. so yep. like if a white person came to me talking about shucking and jiving it's a problem it's a problem you know like problem. even though it's a it's a it's a major phrase but certain people who say it that was there was like you know there was a reason because to them black people were entertainment yes so yep. shucking and jiving what they call like that's what black folks do you got to shuck and jive so you can get your money so you can show yep. your worth you got to be of some kind of value make yep. me laugh go over there and shuck and jive yep. so there was like certain things we needed to know um and that my dad had taught us very young but then also too i went to a, a black christian private school where february was the hardest month of the year. Why? Because we had to go find other black people to talk about that the ones that everybody knew. Yes, right? We yes. can't just go to our Malcolm X, Rosa Parks, Harriet, you know, Tubman, George, George Washington Carver. Like you had to go find people that was not on the main list and have to really go do some research. And you That's have it. like four or five of those papers to do. Yep. And so it forced me to really look past what we're given in the in the for show. Yeah. You know, like these are good ones y'all should know about. Yeah, y'all should know about these good ones. But right. for these to be good, there was ones who were greater behind the scenes, right? Yeah. And so, um, so that's what I really love, and I really be telling, I, I really encourage others, um, especially when you kids, if you can find a school that is balanced. Because having that Christian background in my elementary school was awesome. Because I know Bible verses that I will never forget, right? There was yeah. all these lessons we had chapel every week, so that was like in my soul but then on yeah. top of that it was like well you, hey y'all black i need y'all to know y'all black i need to know where your peoples came from and this is how we have to operate in this world that we live in because unfortunately we do have to move different in the world that we live in still yeah. to this day yeah still to this day so, i think that yeah that that's uh that's that's huge you know just being able to 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 know um, that history we did that we do that with our boys when yeah. you know for uh black history month you know at their school they don't they don't pick they don't pick you know the the you know the the, the ones that the the common ones that they always pick they go find different ones we make them find yeah. different ones and yeah. um i mean we sit them down now and just we have them watching every movie 
you know, of history of black people, slavery, all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, I got, I got Nolan and Parker. I told them to start listening to this podcast uh, on Spotify. It's like uh, the his- history of uh, history of American slavery, and yeah. so it, it's like it's a it's a great podcast. Um, and so I have them start listening to that just so they can just so they can know because it, it's it's you know it, and it bothers me because so many of you know so many people that I know. And, and including black people that I know, um, their defense against this is that, well, if we stop talking about racism, then it has no room to grow. And I'm like, no, that's not that's not the truth. Like you, you have works. to, yeah, you have you can't be like, there's no place like home. There's no no that junk don't no. work. Like you got to talk about it to get past it. You got to talk about it. Like we always say, even in you know whether it's a 12-step program which was developed by Christians or just church in general we say if the first thing you have to do is admit that you're wrong the first thing you have to do is repent Repent, we always tell people in church repent turn around say you did it my fault I'm I'm sorry admit it repent and go away from it and it's the same thing with America it's like no one wants to repent no one wants to say hey you know what we screwed up you know, uh, we need to we need to own it and we need to fix it. Yeah. Like it's like we trying to put a we trying to put band-aids over a bullet wound and that stuff that stuff ain't flowing. It's, it's like not. you gotta you gotta it's admit not. the wrongs and you gotta actively um actively try to change it. Like Yeah, yeah, yeah. Change is the word. I said because you can't yeah. say correct it because you can't. no you, yeah, you, yeah, no. No, you so, gotta you gotta change it. I have a homeboy. So, you know, my aunt, my dad's sister is a police officer. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. She, But she retired. We were trying to get Roby to come down to Texas. It was like, come on down to Texas. I was trying to. He was they trying was to, me, but it didn't work out. He was go through another academy. And I was he was like, no, nah, I'm good. I ain't got time yeah. for <laughs> But uh, my homeboy, I went from high school with, and him and one of my good friends are married. And so he's a Dallas police officer. And he said he wants to work in the Black neighborhood. So, you know, Oak Cliff is like the Black neighborhood here in Dallas. One of them. We have many. Yeah. But he was like, man, I have to be there. He said, because these other policemen don't understand my people. They don't understand because he's loud and he's fussing and cussing. Doesn't mean he's gonna do anything. He's just mad and he's passionate and he just got to get this out. And then once you calm him down, he, you know, you got to talk to him, but you can't come in here and be like, well, you need, like, no, nah, you got to pull him to the side. Like, bro, like, come on, what's going on? And he said, so I have to be in this neighborhood. He said, cause if I'm not, then who's going to help him? Who's going to actually be the yep. in-between to let him know, like, no, nah, he's good. Give him five minutes because yep. you see that because you know your people. And I think uh, when he said that, I'm like, that makes so much sense because we are misunderstood. It's hard. How are you going to go police somebody and tell somebody what to do? And you don't know nothing about the people in the culture. Yep. So That's it's real. really hard to help someone that you don't know. Yeah. And you ain't got to be best friends, but learn how people operate, understand their points of pain, understand, like, if you come into a situation and they're, and they're a little frazzled, why they possibly could be frazzled and what yeah. you can do to infuse the situation, then, you know, do what you got to do as a police officer. Yeah. And so, so my question to you with that is like, so where are the situations where you have been in on your job where you realized if you wasn't there, this could have gone differently? Shoot. Uh there's been numerous situations where I know that if I wasn't there, it could have gone differently. Um, 
you know, what I've been trying to teach, you know, these new trainees is because a lot of times, like you said, like we're, we're taught to view certain people as bad. And, um, you know, the term I hate the most that people use, especially cops use, you know, in regards to, and I know what they're talking about. And it's sad because they even they attribute a certain act to black and brown people. They'll say something is ghetto. And, yeah. And that, that, that turns my stomach because they don't understand uh, ghetto is not a uh, the ghetto is a is a place created. It is not yeah. it is not a uh, lifestyle. It is not a, a, a nationality. A characteristic is not. And they <laughs> they say don't they that forget junk. that white people were in ghettos too. Yeah, uh, the Holocaust <laughs> ghettos. They were ghettos. Uh, Rome is where they created the first ghettos. Yeah. So and you know and. and and they don't they don't understand the the true meaning of that uh, but so they so they attribute that term to people so you know you you end up viewing people in a certain in a certain light so um, a lot of the calls that I've been on especially recently being a trainer um, you already see how some people are gonna treat uh, treat our folks and yeah you know, if if you weren't there um, to kind of say, hey, look, man, this is what's going on. Have a little compassion uh, yeah. that things would have been things would have been totally, totally different. Um, yeah. Those that get it, those that I've trained um, that get it and understand like uh, empathy and compassion yeah. and stuff like that. I've seen it and I've been on stops with them where um, they have totally, totally rocked the person's world by the level of kindness and respect that mm -hmm. they've shown. And, and in situations where it could have been, I have every legal reason to take you to jail because of the violation um, and tow your car because of the violation, I won't because it's freaking freezing. Uh, yeah, I understand your pain. I understand what you've been going through, mm -hmm. um, and I don't want to be a jerk. And and these aren't these aren't you know these aren't black cops. Yeah, these are white cops that once you educate them on the truth uh, of you know the trauma that policing uh, has done in our in our neighborhoods and how how we view. Uh, the police and what we can do to alleviate that pain and, and stuff like that. Like yeah. the ones that now are listening because there's facts behind it and mm -hmm. and no one is just, they're getting it from both ends. They're getting the one saying, do this, do this, do this. But now they're getting the, the, the training officer that's saying, you ain't got to do that. Be a human, stop tripping, show some love, show some compassion. So they're yeah. being able to, they're really actually being able to follow their heart. Yeah. And just being able to see that has been has been really really cool because now like you know you get these officers that are like meh it's not about a stat it's not about you know it's not about an arrest it's really just about uh helping people uh have a better quality of life yeah so no it's that's been cool. true it's been cool just to that's see true. that yeah. yeah so i think if i remember correctly around the year it was close to sandra bland and i think someone else was killed prior to Sandra Bland around that time. 
and I've you, you like we I've, I've been made aware of the police that you do have to be mindful that I'm most likely will be more pulled um, pulled over more times than the next person which it did happen to me where uh, a police stopped myself and a white girl and the white girl was speeding I wasn't in a school zone but he talked to her and came and gave me the ticket but we're not, not gonna talk about what all happened with that but um where I was, oh dang, now I don't lost my point. I knew I was going to do that. I should have just kept on going where I was going to go. You were talking about Sandra Bland and all this stuff. Oh, okay, yes. Yeah. So there was one time I got pulled over. It was around that time. And I never felt this type of fear in my life by seeing the police lights. And you always a little cautious. Your heart might beat just a little bit. But this time, it was like my heart was in my stomach. I was breathing uncontrolled really laboring to breathe my hands started shaking and I was almost about to cry just because I got pulled over and I didn't know why and it was nighttime and I didn't know what was about to happen and in the city I was in I heard the police were bad and I got scared instantly and I never felt like that about getting pulled over by the police but seeing that over and over and over again now that we have social media it was like a whole nother feeling and I was like lord like why like why do i feel that scared i never felt like that before and i really like when i finally pulled off i did cry a little bit because it scared me that i was that scared that i got pulled over and the police didn't even want anything he wanted to let me know that my brake light was out yep. and that was it he was like hey where you coming from where you going well, i just want to let you know that your um your tail light was out but i was just so scared the moment because i'm like oh it's, it's late at night like i should never be out at night like <laughs> For me to have those thoughts, that's crazy. Because, yeah. but at one point in our history, like being caught outside at a certain time of night, you might come up missing. That's oh, a you fact. Yeah, exactly. done. So it, it is just crazy on how we think about it. So I know we've been on here for a minute, but I do want to get this last thing in that I already talked to you about <laughs> that I was going to talk about. So, y'all. I'm sitting at home minding my own business and my daddy sends me a video on Instagram, right? And I'm like, daddy, first of all, what you doing on Instagram, right? <laughs> Number two, why you just didn't send it yeah, to me on Instagram? On Instagram. Yeah. And so <laughs> he sends it to me in a text message. He calls me like, did you see the video? I'm like, no, not yet, I've been busy. Well, call me when you get the video. He calls me back, you watch the video yet? Like, no, I was like, daddy, what's in this video? I said, let me stop what I'm doing so I can watch this movie, this video. And I was like, dang, it's seven minutes. Like, I don't know if I have seven minutes right now. So let me just watch it so he can start calling me. So I start watching the video. This guy gets pulled over. This random guy is walking down the street, pull out his camera, talking about they just pulled somebody over. I'm just watching, see what's going to happen, making sure, you know, whatever, you know. Um, so this other cop car pulls up and this black guy gets out the car and I'm like, dang, he kind of look like Romy. And then I look again, I was like, that is Romy. <laughs> <laughs> and so I was like, oh Lord. I said, I hope they ain't trying to get my cousin oh. caught up. And then when he opened up his mouth and he started, so he's like, hey, how you doing? Like, what you doing? And he was like, I'm just trying to film for the people or whatever he said. And then in this particular moment, y'all, my cousin did not have on his body cam because he said the battery had died and mm-hmm. he had to, you know, still do what he do. But, but how he handled the situation, I was impressed, cousin. I was impressed because well, he was trying to catch you slipping. He, oh, was, he, trying was. he, he was. was trying to. He was trying to. But how you responded to the situation. So uh, t- do you remember that day? And what yeah, happened? Yeah, that, that was Tuesday. <laughs> this week? That was this week. Oh, yeah. I did yeah. not know that. I thought this yeah. video had been up. No, no, it was uh, it was crazy because we had just. <laughs> this is the funny part, and like just keeping it real. So 
uh, me and my trainee. Yeah. Um, we were we're driving, and and it was crazy because I told her I was like, "Can we go back to the station, please?" Because brother got to pee. Right. And, uh, <laughs> and she was like, "No problem, sir. We're on the way." Yes, driving, and then we get we get to um, we get to the light where we about to turn to turn right on Wilshire because we were on Sepulveda where the yeah. actual traffic traffic stop took place. So we're on Sepulveda, uh, getting ready to turn on Wilshire, and um, she notices uh, she notices two like traffic violations right yeah. in front of her, and I'm like, I gotta go to the restroom. She's like, Sir. I'm gonna go get this one. I was like, oh! <laughs> <laughs> so she takes <sighs> off and pulls over the truck, uh, no plates. And so um, she goes up, she goes up to um, the the driver and does her thing. And uh, and uh, I'm sitting, I'm sitting in the in the passenger seat because. Uh, I'm trying to get her used. I was trying to get her used to being out there on her own because she's at a point yeah. in her in her training where she got to do more on her own. So um, she she comes up to me. She goes, uh, "Okay, you guys warrant, and we have to tow the car." I was like, "Oh my god, I gotta pee." And so <laughs> I'm like, "All right." whatever and so you know she calls for additional units to help her with all the you know the paperwork and all that yeah. kind of stuff and so um they show up and as they're showing up i see this guy skateboarding past and i'm looking i'm like he got a camera in his camera phone with phone yeah so i'm like okay that's normal because ever since well first um, of all he was live wasn't he he was, oh, he was live it was it was live oh no yeah. yeah he was live and uh he wasn't uh like i was used to it because um, since since everything that's been happening, since George Floyd and all that, people have been coming up to our stops and basically kind of interjecting, um, yeah. telling us how we should do stuff and things like that. So I was used to it. Um, and typically, like, I, I try to go over when there's enough people handling certain situations, I try to go over and just kind of explain to the folks what's happening and things like yeah. that. So I saw him, I thought he was just skating by. I thought he was just skating by and was going to keep going down Sepulveda and not even stop. But then I looked at the corner of my eye and I saw he was still there. He got off the skateboard. He was still there. Yeah. He was filming. And so that's where it it uh, it picks up um, when I jump in and then I'm just I'm just talking to him. And my thing is, look, you, you showed up. You want to know what's going on. I'm going to answer your questions. I'm not going to be a jerk because, you know, the job is to rebuild and repair um, what, you know, what was what was messed up and I don't I've never subscribed to that uh hey there's nothing to see here keep moving get out my face I never try to be that person so yeah. you know folks come up and they want to talk I just engage them as long as it's safe I'll, I'll talk to them and so we had three other officers dealing with you know towing yeah. the car and the guy with the warrant so I just I started talking to him and yeah it was funny because he did start uh he did get on me about my body camera but it's the truth like uh and i had no reason to lie we use this system called WatchGuard. these cameras are uh they're outdated they're like old and yeah. uh when if you use them a lot and the thing is my trainee and i um every stop we had whether it's getting out and just talking to people we would activate our body cam yeah. so mine's warped out in like four hours those yeah. cameras get hot like and, and like i said these are not the best cameras on the market we should have yeah. actually went with another with another brand 
um, actually the Taser brand we should have went with. Um, and what you have to do is every time you go back to the station, you dock your camera um, so it can charge. Yeah. And right before that, we had gotten a we had got an emergency call um, at the hospital, so we just booked. And so my trainee, she keeps her camera. She kept her camera in the dock, in the car. So yeah. there's one in the car, even and there's only one in the car. And yeah. so my thing is, I'd rather have her have her camera because she was making all of the contacts. Yeah, she could always get me on film because she faces me and all that other kind of stuff. Um, so I wasn't thinking about it, and I just I totally just left my camera. Um, but yeah, he was he was trying to get me on the camera. I was like, man, Somebody it's all good. The camera on purpose. Yeah, I'm yeah, like, yeah. Uh, don't come for my cousin. Yeah, and, 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 I was... <laughs> and it, it's funny, you know, people people are gonna have. Uh, people are gonna have their opinions, but yeah, I've come to find out, it was it was the guy, uh, Mr. Mr. Checkpoint, who's been kind of all over the place. Uh, yeah. Always film the police. That's the that's the hashtag. But you know, once he realized who I was, like in the sense that I wasn't this Joker, um, I mm-hmm. actually reached out. I actually reached out to him mm-hmm. and talked to him on a on a on Instagram, kind of you know DM'd him, DM'd him, and we yeah. were, we had a really great, really great conversation. Um, and he was appreciative of what, you know, me trying to be different, me wanting to be different. Um, and, and it, it it was, it was, it was really, it was really cool, but it was for a culture that's kind of like, you know, you know, F the police, screw them. They all like to see somebody, um, doing it the right way. I think it was, it was, it was refreshing to those that still have hope, but to those that are kind of like, and down with the establishment, we'll never be able to do any good to 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 please them so you know that's why you have folks on there talking trash and yeah calling me a liar and all that kind of stuff and i was like <laughs> oh, okay well i know yeah. i told the truth so it is what it is yeah um but yeah you know it it, it, it was cool it was cool yeah i was like man i can't like their comment because i'm like oh let me look at these comments real quick yeah. Ain't nothing too bad because I was like, hold up, wait a minute. Yeah. But nah, I, it, it was it was cool to kind of just see you kind of snap. But you was open and honest, and I think um, that's kind of hard for some people, especially as a police officer, because um, you're because you you're a lot of a lot of police officers are guarded. They're guarded, and you they have you have to be like on on one hundred and be ready for anything while you're on duty. Yeah. So. The fact that you took the time out, I was like, okay, then that's what the pastor skills kicked in no. a little bit. Like, oh, like, hey, what's up? How you doing? You having a good day today? <laughs> Let me help you. Let me help right? you. Right? <laughs> Let me help you, but nah. Now that's cool, because, you know, people do have um, different views when it comes to police officers, and people are just kind of just scarred by police officers in general, and we shouldn't be. We, we know there's bad police officers out there yeah. and there are good ones out there as well. And if we just take the time to either um, not come off with the attitude first on both sides, then we can just actually handle our business and go on. Yeah. So, um, you know, so yeah, I, wa- I really wanted to talk about like your journey as a police officer and kind of like your background a little bit before you got here. Because to me, I feel like that makes a big difference on how you especially handle that situation. Because I'm not in Cali. I don't get to see you in action, you know, but to <laughs> see that video, I was like, that's cool. And I'm like, it's perfect because we had planned to talk about you this episode anyways. So, um, so yeah, that's that was that for this day. But that's when funny we're talking you said about- that though. Yeah, because... Right. Uh, 
uh, about like background because one of my uh, one my trainee that I was with, yeah. um, she had asked me, and this was like a few days before. She was like, "Sir," she was like, "How, like, how are you? How are you this way? Like, like, yeah, like." And and I just told her. I told her the truth. I said, "It's the people um, that have poured into me to teach me that it's okay." to be normal it's okay to be nice it's okay to have a heart um it's my my belief that yeah. i'm supposed to love god and love people like it's okay to be this way um because i can't worry about anybody else you know, I, 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 just, I just can't yeah. you know so no yeah no i think no, that's, that's true that's huge you just gotta you gotta be you in this in this uniform and at the end of the day you have to be satisfied with um the name you are on 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 your uniform you got yeah that's who he, you need to be you sure did he was like oh my name is mcbride it's right here mcbride yeah yeah <laughs> you said it yeah. about three times mcbride you want to know who i am just in case you want to call it yeah call McBride. yeah call, tell call. my chief yeah McBride. Tell yeah. <laughs> yeah. so like as you're talking right i two verses came to mind and so the first one that came to mind was in Mark, um, Mark 22, uh, 22, 37. And you shall love your Lord, your God, with all your heart and all your soul, with all your mind and all your strength. And the second is you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There's no other commandment greater than these. Right? Like, so that always comes to mind when we're talking about indifferences in people and people not liking certain people when god says love your neighbor and when you do your research neighbor doesn't mean the person that lives directly next to you neighbor means who's ever next to you in that moment like everybody right i like that you know what <laughs> i like that that is that is so cool like you you that's out of the park you just smashed that one out of the park Whoever's next to you right now is your neighbor. Is your neighbor, right? That's so, so that's so perfect. And that's we live so in a world perfect. where people are so hyper focused on self and what I can get. Where you see videos of people walking down the street and people try to snatch these kids from their parents on the street, and the people are recording them snatching somebody's kids without helping them yeah. fight that person from getting their kids because they're yeah. like, "Well, it ain't got nothing to do with me." It ain't got nothing to do with me. What? Yeah. <laughs> right? And then when we come down to the police brutality, they'd be like, well, it ain't got nothing to do with me. Well, they should have done this. Like, no, like that is your neighbor. Yes. If you are a true Christian and God says, love your God with all your heart and soul and mind and with all your strength. And then the second, so love your neighbor as yourself. Like you should question yourself <laughs> about your Christianity yes. and what you truly believe. If you have an issue of someone who doesn't look like you. That's, that is and, spot on. <laughs> yes. You know, because the more and more I keep thinking about it, I'm like, if you, like, this is like one of the, like, the main verses in Christianity. This is talked about so many times, but yet it's the most ignored verse because on Sundays, we still the most segregated place in the world is on church on Sundays when you have the black people at one church and the white people at the other, yep. and they never hardly come together. There's not that many mixed um, congregation churches out yeah. there. Yeah, no. Yeah, so, it's crazy. And just like the just like the music, it, like you said, it's so it's segregated. Night, night days, <laughs> like, oh, we got gospel, but then in white church world, it's contemporary Christian. I'm like, <laughs> 
Like what in the world? Ain't it the same? It's, it's ain't the, the gospel same. the good it's news? The like, listen, I have an issue with one of the um, Christian um, radio stations here. I will not say their name, but in the Dallas Fort Worth, y'all know what I'm talking about. And it's it, they call it Christian radio, and we're sharing the gospel. But which gospel, right? Because if we're gonna talk about all Christianity, all music, then there needs to be a variety, but it's the same type of music and it's the contemporary Christian music. And I'm like, this is not like white church music and black church music. If it's praising God, it's praising God, yep. period. There shouldn't be a difference, but there is. But yep. we can say that for another day, cause that's yeah, a whole we can. That's a whole nother situation. Listen, the church, church <laughs> look, we both said at the same time, yep. you know it's real. <laughs> so then, as you were just talking now, a second verse came to mind. It says, Matthew 5, 13 through 16, salt and light. You are the salt of the earth, but if the salt loses its saltiness, how can it be salty again? It is no longer good for anything except to be thrown out and trampled underfoot. You are the light of the world. A town built on a hill cannot be hidden. Neither do people with the lamp. Uh, and put it under a bowl. Instead, they put it on its stand and it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your light shine before others that they may see your good deeds and glorify your father in heaven. So when you talked about your training and she was like, why are you this way? Like you're different. Like she saw your light, right? Like your light, you shine different. And when you are calling yourself a Christian and you want to live this Christian lifestyle, it causes you to stick out like a sore thumb. You walk in the room and everybody automatically knows there's something about you, right? Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. it's uncomfortable. Like that dude inside. weird. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. I, and, and it's crazy because it, it's, uh, and it, it's, it's not even like everybody, like, and I think like even then, like, you know, growing up in church um, um, or even just dealing with like the whole, uh, and like I said, this could be, like you said, this could be a whole nother topic, but like if people expect you um, to be weird when you say yeah. that you're a Christ follower or like, say you don't say anything, but people see that you do stuff differently, which is weird to them because they're not doing it. Like, yeah. like even just, you know, I think me just trying to be the light was just the way that I handled stuff differently in a sense like how I policed and people were like yeah that ain't that ain't real policing that ain't this that ain't that yeah but the reality was I was doing what God had put on my heart to do I was yeah. I was trying to love my neighbor um you know as I love myself and you know and so it didn't look it didn't look like um it didn't look like everybody else's type of policing so I did stick out yeah. which is exactly what you said. Like, I don't have to go out of my way and be like, I'm a Jesus freak, look at my t-shirt and my yeah. head, you know, got my cross on and- I, Right. <laughs> I didn't have to do that. I just had to be different. I just had to choose to be different um, and not to follow the norm. And I yeah. think when people stand out like that, um, it is the truth. People, uh, you know, people see what you're doing for God and they'll glorify him um, yeah. because it's not, it's not you trying to get all the glory so no you're, you're right yeah you're right yeah it's like you know um 
like you, when as a Christian, you're supposed to be different because the world is full of sin. And if you're a light and we're called to be like Christ, we're not going to be like the world. You make different decisions. You move different. Like to me, you glow different, right? Like everything yeah. you do, people are like, what is, what's going on over there? Like you, it, it just is. And, um, but that's like, that's when you know you're doing it right. Kind of, you know, like yeah. when you're doing things the right way and people be like, why you do it like that? I'm like, but why, why should I not do it like this? Like, I'm supposed to be like this. I'm supposed to show love. I'm supposed to show compassion. I'm supposed to try to understand. I'm supposed to give you my shirt off my back if I have it. I'm supposed to give you my last $5 if I, you know, if I have it. You know, like there's a certain qualities that you have when, um, when you're really trying to be Christ-like. And yeah. sometimes people don't want that because they don't want to stick out and want to be like everybody else. But to be like the world is denying Christ. So yeah. trying to be like the world, you're denying who you say you believe in. Yeah. And so how, you know, it's like, how will God want to take you serious when you deny him in front of everybody else? Yeah. Who, who and, was that? And, was that not Ka- Caiaphas? Uh, who did that? Was it Peter? Yes. Yeah, Peter. Yep. Your boy Peter. Listen. Yep. Peter's from my, California. My boy, Don't just lie. My, my boy Peter and my boy COVID. Yeah. COVID. No, like, good. you know, you got a whole bunch of friends over <laughs> there. Lord. A whole, whole bunch of friends doing wrong. Right. I'm just, I don't know why but, you picked these friends. <laughs> but it's true, though. And it's not even like, it's not even like, you know, because, you know, growing up, you think it's like, okay, if I, if I say something, you know, like, oh, no, you know, I'm not a, you know, I'm not a Christian. I'm not this. I'm not that. Like, we think, okay, that's the wrong part. But I think that was, you know, even in that scripture, that was the show. Denying God is, is totally, it's a, it's bigger than you saying that you don't know him. Uh, it, it's, a, it's an action. Yeah. And like, if I'm doing something that I know, like, this is not representative of who god wants me to be towards Uh-oh. people you know if i'm if i'm treating if i'm treating no no you okay. good if i'm treating if i'm treating people okay. jacked up if i'm treating people jacked up how can i say that i love god and and i treat people mean you know yeah. that's that's just that's just not that's not that's not it so you know i'm denying him because i'm denying the truth of who he is because yeah. i'm treating people like crap and it's just yeah. like these it's just like these winos that you know uh attack the attack the capital and they're sitting there yelling and screaming and then the the, the weirdos want to pray it's like how do you <laughs> how do you fix your lips to pray um after what God, you just did yeah, after what you just did and what your plans were but yet you think god is 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 cool with all of this all of this nonsense that you're doing and you're doing yeah. it in his name yeah no, no bueno that don't, that don't <laughs> like work. like no. no no that don't work no. you can't you can't do that you can't throw god's name around and try to justify your actions which is what which is what they're trying to do and yeah and, and you just can't and then the church which is like i said we say this for another conversation but are trying to rally behind that stupidity and say you know and and and, and are for it but listen people think and this is where the heart is deceitful you have to be careful because you will fool yourself because we were born into sin so there are people out here who we think we know for sure they're going to be in heaven but god truly knows their heart 
And you're going to be surprised that some people that you just knew, they knew Jesus and that was on the same team and you get to heaven and they're not going to be there. <laughs> right? And you're yep. going to be surprised because we don't know everything in God in, in, in man's heart. That's for God to judge. But we know we can recognize people by how they act by um, compare them to God's word, the truth, yeah. the light, right? We know that. And and some people are fooled, but they say some of the elites will be fooled. The most educated will be fooled. And you're going to fool yourself thinking that you just up here, but then yet your actions are showing something different and not lining up with the word of God. And, and you ain't got to, you got to answer to none of us, but you got to answer to him because he see yeah. everything. So everything yeah. you thought, said, did, did behind closed doors, in the dark, you know, on the slide, he's seen it all. That's who you have to answer. And that's what blows my mind. Like people think like, well, I mean, it didn't hurt anybody, but I'm like, but you know, Jesus saw it, right? What you, yeah. you going to tell him that it didn't hurt nobody. So it should be okay. Okay. Yeah. You know, I'll be like, well, you do you, honey. I'm going to pray for you. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> in the name of Jesus. Like, yeah. help them because they are being fooled. Like, what is it? Because even in the Bible, God had hardened some people's hearts. Yeah. And I'll be and praying like, Lord, catch me, please. Like, don't harden my heart. Don't make me have to. Like, no, I don't want to be in that position. Like, let me still have my heart for you. Like, I know I get yeah. in my attitude sometimes and I have to watch myself because I know that I could fool myself because the Bible yeah. told me I will. <laughs> right yep, yep. so i have to be mindful of that and but. i think that's like one of the big things too like even it, it's like when you even you know read in scripture about like whose whose hearts were hardened and it was it was just god allowing them to kind of just kind of just turn them over to their own selves yes. because they they refuse to listen to the truth and even obey the truth so god is like okay well if you want to do your own thing go ahead do your own thing yeah like and when your act. parents growing up, you'd be like, oh, so that's why yeah. you want to act? Well, then go ahead and do you. Go ahead and then and do you, you. You broke down, toe up, and you need yeah. somebody to help you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and and it's the truth. And it's the same thing. It's the same thing uh, in relationship to what God does. And the sad part about it is that, you know, us as, us as you know, kids, sometimes we come back around. Um, yeah. And it's the same thing with God. Like, you know, our hearts get hardened because we want to do our own thing and, and God just kind of says okay go handle your business um, but some do turn back around and they realize okay you know I messed up and just like the prodigal son he takes them he takes them right on back but there are those ones that just you know are are so hell-bent on doing their own thing that God is just like it is what it is you know what happens what happens I'll be here when you I'll be here when you get back you know yeah. if you want to come back I'll be here um, but yeah, Some that sometimes that pride, that pride would keep them away. Oh, yeah. And you feeling so guilty and so prideful that you can't come back and be like, I messed up. Yeah. And that's the worst, because that's what got Satan kicked out of heaven in the first place. Yeah. It yep. was that pride. But Good old pride. Anyways, we could just keep going on and yeah, on about these days. Well, I think we've been on here long enough, but... Um, any last words? Because those were my last words. Those Bible those verses were last. my last words. <laughs> no, I think I, I think you hit it on the head. Like like really, just when you when you think about it, just coming off of everything that we talked about, what it's all about is just loving God, loving people. However, that looks uh, to everybody um, out there, it, it, it might be different. It might be in different the different arenas that we all that we all happen to live and, and work and play in and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, it, it looks different, but as long as we are, you know, out there trying to trying to love God and love people and treating people with fairness, respect, and 
uh, compassion and empathy, you know, we can we can honestly change this world. We can do yeah. what God has called us to, you know, what God has called us to do and, and, and live this life, uh, a life of love and a life of appreciation for one another. So, um, yeah, that's me. That's, that's, yeah. that's it. Well, thanks, cuz. I think this was no a problem, great cause. episode. Listen, first of all, I kind of messed up because we didn't even introduce ourselves. So we're going to introduce ourselves at the end. My name is <laughs> Michelle Carter. And I'm London McBride, affectionately known as Romy. AKA Romy the <laughs> but, uh <laughs> But yeah, well, thank you all for tuning in. If you have any questions or comments, please email us at Hey cuz the podcast at gmail.com. We would love to hear from you all. Um, we're definitely having um building this thing up and we'll be adding another little fun section uh to our podcast once we get some comments and some questions, right? Yeah, send them. Hurry <laughs> we'll be, yeah, so uh I look forward to doing that and I guess I will see you soon, cuz. See you soon, cuz. All right. Peace. All right.